Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to the Porter Pickups Tonecast. My name is Derek. I'm here with Brian. This is episode 26, and we're going to be talking to Kevin from Iconic Guitars today. It's going to be fun. But, you know, before I have to maybe make a little bit of a disclaimer, I'm I'm at least tired. I don't know about you, Brian, but we, we got back from a kind of late trip yesterday, went out to Walla Walla and Kennewick, Washington, and just had a fun time talking to some guitar builders, pedal builders, all sorts of stuff, and also catching up with Mike from Mercy Me about guitars and pedals and pickups and all sorts of stuff. So did you have a fun time? Yeah, it was good. It, it was, was a good uh, one, right? It was a long, quick trip, you know, a bunch of stuff back to back, which I kind of like, you know, on those trips to, to do several things at once. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was great. Well, how how are you doing today then, I guess? I'm, the I'm tired, question. but like that's my life now, so I, it doesn't really matter. Like it's it's levels of tired, but it's always like a high level. There's so always some. You know, if I'm seven or eight or nine tired, it doesn't, you know. It's pretty great. It just doesn't matter yeah. anymore, you know. It's, it's part of the deal, so. That's how it goes. Uh, if you get a chance, we'd love for you guys to check us out on social media, uh, Porter Pickups and Porter Guitars. You can search Facebook. Um, you can you do at Porter Guitars, at Porter Pickups on Instagram. Also websites, Porter Pickups and PorterGuitars.com. So lots of different things going on. You can find the websites for the different arms of the business, um, search around for products, things like that. So many of you that listen to the show kind of know about what we do, but for all those who are coming on new to the podcast or maybe are listening because of our guest Kevin today, um, you can check out more about what we do um, at those links. And so we have a community tab on porterpickups.com. You'll see a Tonecast link, and that has past shows on there. You can play. You can also play those shows. You can also subscribe on iTunes. Uh, look for Porter Pickups Tonecast, and you'll be able to download past episodes on the go. And we've it's funny, we've talked over the last couple of weeks. We've had a few people that said, man, I, I've been listening to your podcast on the drive home from work every mm-hmm. Friday night, or I listen to it while I'm making guitars in the shop. And it's pretty cool. So it's, it's fun to, uh, to hear those people that are consistent listener, listeners and you know, sharing those stories with us. So this is a shout out to all of those guys who <laughs> are, are standing right now or driving home in traffic. So we appreciate you guys so much listening to the show. So we had a great conversation with uh, Kevin of Iconic Custom Guitars. And so let's go ahead and jump right to that conversation. All right, so we're here with Kevin Proctor from Iconic Custom Guitars. Kevin, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing real good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you got it. Thanks so much for being on the show. And why don't you start, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your company, um, kind of your history. Give us kind of the the whole rundown of of who and what Iconic Custom Guitars is. You know, it started way back at the dawn of man, <laughs> no, you know, but, uh, you know, but for me, I mean, you know, I, I just turned 47. So, uh, you know, I've been playing guitar since I was 11 and it's just kind of been, you know, I, I've seen, uh, you know, got tons and tons of concerts that, you know, uh, I guess one would say changed your life. Uh, you know, Randy Rhodes being one of them when I was 11 years old. So I've just always kind of been, been into guitar and, you know, did the whole, I want to be a rock star thing through the, <clears throat> through the, uh, the crazy eighties and, you know, I thought I was going to be on, uh, you know, on Sunset with uh, with Motley Crue and Rat and all those guys. And you know, I did my best. And, hey, you know what? Everybody has dreams and those were mine. But uh, so anyway, yeah, man, uh, you know, I did uh, growing up in the Midwest, uh, you know, kind of did that thing around there for a while. 
and uh, you know, basically learned to work on guitars out of necessity. Uh, you know, being on the road a little bit and and not having a bunch of dough, you know, and and your guitar's not working real well. You you kind of got to figure things out. So uh, fast forward, um, you know, wife, kids, that whole thing, and um, you know, still interested in guitars and wanted to be a part of things, and um, you know, kind of turned my hobby and uh, passion into uh, something that I could potentially make money on. That was my first mistake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a good friend of mine once told me, he says, hey, you know how to make a bunch of money in the boutique guitar business? Start with a bunch yeah, of money. <laughs> yeah. You know how to make a small fortune? Yeah. Start, start with a large fortune. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've heard that one so, too, uh, and, it, and it's so true. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is. But um, yeah, so then I started... Um, you know, I've always kind of done this, but then I guess I started, uh, you know, officially as a business in about 2011, uh, you know, with a profit motive, if you will. And, um, you know, like so many other small businesses, uh, you know, big dreams, undercapitalization, you know, all those kind of cool things. So we're a little bit slow to get get going. But, uh, you know, in 2012, uh, we kind of made some inroads and, you know, really kind of been a, uh, a grassroots kind of thing. I've got, got a couple of guys here in San Diego who are... Uh, I guess what we call famously unknown guys in the industry who, who give me a hand and, and quite simply, we couldn't do it without them. And, um, <clears throat> then, uh, you know, a couple of years go by and, uh, we're, we're just kind of slowly trudging along. And my wife looked at me one day and, and says, Hey, you know, the tax guy just said, we really got to do something with this. Cause it just looks like you're building guitars for yourself. Cause at the time I had, you know, a bunch of guitars hanging around in my studio <laughs> and I, <laughs> I kind of looked and I said, Hey, you know, that's not a terrible problem to have. You know, we, we, we've done a bunch of really great guitars. And she goes, well, we, you know, the tax guy says it looks like it's a hobby and we're not going to be able to use it for tax write off if we keep going at this rate. So it was kind of at that point we had to, um, you know, make the decision of whether we, you know, wanted to continue on as kind of a little mom and pop or, you know, really forge, uh, our way through the industry or into the industry and, you know, the whole, you know, advertising and social media presence and all of the things that, that that encompasses. Uh, so we did that and, um, you know, we've, we've met some really great response, uh, had some, some opportunities to meet some great artists, some great people, uh, have forged some friendships, which, which I value more than the guitars themselves, certainly. So then that's kind of where we're at today. We're just, uh, you know, in a, in a, still in a, in a building stage, um, continually, re, you know, refining our processes and, uh, expanding our model line. We've got some really cool stuff in the works that I'm excited to tell you guys about. Very cool. Well, before we get too deep into, you know, where you guys are now, one question that we always <laughs> ask, like everybody that we've got on is kind of what, um, I think you hinted on it a little bit with some of your, you know, early concerts and stuff, but what really, you know, did you have a deciding point of like, Hey, I'm going to be a guitar player. And then also to go along with that, what was your first guitar that you ever got? My first guitar that I ever got, I was probably six years old. We were still living in Texas at the time before we moved uh, to Illinois <clears throat> when I was a kid. And I got this, uh, gosh, I don't even remember what it was, some old beat up, you know, acoustic guitar that I would kick around on. Um, and then, uh, you know, being my folks being of, um, you know, restricted means, you know, you know, I wasn't, uh, you know, getting all the super cool guitars. So uh, when I was 11 years old, I got a paper out. And one of my first purchases was a 1979 Les Paul Custom. And man, I still wish I had that guitar. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I just I just waxed a little nostalgic there on you. But uh, no, so that was <laughs> kind of good. it. So, you know, um, my dad's youngest brother, gosh, I think he's maybe 12, 12 years older than me. 
And then I have a cousin that's kind of in between that's like four years old. And, and, and my uncle used to take my cousin and I to all these super cool concerts. Like we were, like I say, we were seeing like ACDC and, um, you know, Ozzy Osbourne, like just things that, you know, and then some artists like King Crimson and stuff. When I was, I, I was like 11, 12 years old talk, talking to people about Robert Fripp and they were like, you know, at that time there was, you know, 1982, nobody was talking about, you know, King Crimson. <clears throat> so yeah, it was, uh, yeah, th- that's kind of where, where the, the desire to play came from and, and do, uh, you know, and then as the eighties, uh, you know, that, that period shift in, you know, the Van Halen's and the, you know, the Motley Crue's, I remember, you know, getting, you know, my first Motley Crue album and my mom being, you know, this pentagram on there. She's like, Oh, these guys are devil worshipers and you know, <laughs> all that other stuff. And, uh, I actually still have, and I'm looking at right now, uh, a 1984 uh, Laney AOR Pro Tube 100 that I bought because Warren Demartini was endorsing these. Nice, nice. nice. Yeah, so you know, they get kind of, um, you know, those are the guys that, uh, you know, you know, the George Lynch, Warren Demartini's, you know, Carlos Cavazos, those kind of guys really had an impact. Um, you know, and now I look at it and I'm like, oh, you know, we're all you know, similarly age and these guys are like less than 10 years older than me. But at the time, those guys were just like, you know, with MTV and everything, they were just bigger than life, you know? Yeah. That's funny. So, so you did a paper route and you bought a Les Paul custom from paper, yeah. route, paper yeah, route and then, money. And then, <laughs> and then I sold the Les Paul custom, get this for 500 bucks. Oh no. And I took some more paper route money and I used to, you know, do other odd jobs. I used to work. My uncle had a Thailand carpet store too. And I would go in there on the weekends and, and sweep the floors and mop the floors. And, you know, and, and God, it paid me just paltry with like five bucks a day. I mean, it was just, you know, <laughs> like I think you'd go to jail now for that. <laughs> but uh, really some, some kind of child labor laws. But um, then uh, I, I bought, uh, I sold it, uh, an the Les Paul and got a 1984 uh, Charvel, one of the old San Dimas pointies headstocks, and um, another guitar. I really, really regret let getting out of my uh, my little my dirty little mitts, but uh, really, really uh, a, a cool guitar. And, and still, that model of a guitar you can see in some of the models that we do now definitely had a, a huge influence. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, everyone kind of has this really interesting first one or two guitar stories and they're all like we all kind of relate to them whether it's like saving up a bunch of money to get it or it's like man i wish i still had it because it was one of the first ones or you know i think all of us have those like you know selling regrets too where we we sold something that we know is worth a lot or you know even sentimentally it's it's like absolutely oh man i wish i had that right now you know that's pretty cool. I'd love to tra- chat a little bit more. We kind of started getting into the history and kind of um, maybe for those uh, who have heard about you or, or want to know a little bit more, why don't you dive into a little bit of those models that you were talking about? Um, just, you know, even expanding further on kind of what you guys do in, in terms of, you know, body styles and kind of just a quick rundown of your products. Sure. Sure. The whole thing, like I said, back in 2011, when, when this kind of became a business, if you will, um, one of the huge inspirations in my playing style, I guess, and, and just one of, uh, you know, my all time favorite players, um, is David Gilmore. And, you know, people argue, Oh, he's not the most technically proficient guy, but that guy can say more with a handful of notes than, you know, just about any guitar player on the planet. This, I like his phrasing, you know, there's just so much to like. So 
<clears throat> when uh, there became a, a David Gilmore model available, I was I was super intrigued. I'm like, man, I have to have this guitar. So my want at this time in my life and uh, my wallet were two very different things. And um, so it kind of led me to, uh, you know, you know I, I was literally suggested by a guy who still helps me out today. Mike, he says, well, why don't we just build one? Let's do it ourselves. You know, it's, it's a guitar. So that's kind of what started it. And that, and that was our, our very first model. And I, and I still have that one hanging on the wall. It stays in, in the studio all the time with me. It's, it's the very first one we ever did. And we call it the dark side. And we've done a bunch of them since then. And it's loosely based on the, uh, <clears throat> on the, uh, you know, the black Gilmore strat. And, um, you know, we, we went for that whole kind of nailing those soaring Gilmore tones and, uh, been pretty successful with that. And that kind of, bled its way into more of the artist inspired models, you know, kind of, uh, you know, the folks that are, are, are still and, and very prominently, uh, you know, kind of shaped rock and roll history. Uh, so that, that kind of did that. And then we've kind of morphed that into some, um, I guess, period inspired, um, pieces where, you know, there, there's certain, certain guitar models that kind of define an era, um, by, by their, their year of introduction. So we've kind of, Shifted over to that a little bit, um, a little bit more uh, in our vintage inspires. We have the vintage series uh, of guitars that are, you know, based, uh, you know, on the on the traditional S and T shapes. Um, and we do, you know, put our own little spin on there, make them a little bit more playable than than they were in the '50s and '60s. Uh, you know, a little bit, little bit bigger frets, uh, some compound radius stuff like that. That just just makes it more of a a player's guitar. And <clears throat> excuse me, at uh, Nam. For uh, for this year, we introduced our uh, Evolution Series guitars in in a little bit more modern uh, S and T shapes with some more modern uh, compound profiles and uh, a little bit uh, some some more aggressive, but uh, picks uh, pickups and sounds and stuff like that was really what we were going for was kind of that uh, uh, a, a modern player's guitar in in a in a shape that's very you know widely accepted. Nice, very cool. So when you're when you're building guitars, uh, what are your your favorite parts of building a guitar, and what are your least favorite parts? Hmm. I would. Uh, gosh. You know, on any given day, that depending <laughs> on how things are going, <laughs> that can all shift. You're like, sometimes I can be like, I'm like, oh yeah, I really, you know, I'm getting into, you know, I got my old man cheater glasses on, dressing frets, whatever, and, um, you know, and it's going really well. And then, uh, you know, the other day, I'm like, man, I'm just not into this today. So uh, <laughs> to say one one part or the other is is a favorite. Um, you know, I, I guess I would probably have to say that, you know, from the whole business, you know, if it's just building guitars, you know, the actual physical activity of that. Um, gosh, I don't know. It, you know, uh, now that my eyesight's going bad, I, I'm, I'm probably, uh, you know, becoming, uh, less and less fond of, of wiring just because I can't see what the heck I'm doing anymore. I need to get one of those big science, uh, things where, you know, it's like the mag, big magnifying glass that comes <laughs> down over my face. Get one of those cool things that all the diamond jewelry guys just kind of shove in there. Exactly. Eye. Yeah. 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 Like you see Dan Erlewine always have on when yeah. on the yeah. Mac things. And then like every down. every one of your Instagram pictures can be you like looking at a guitar. And people, like sanding with this people giant. Like, yeah, like sanding with yeah, people will be like, Wow, this guy really has great attention to detail, even though it's just bad eyesight, you well, know. You just can't see anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it, it's funny, you know, everyone, we talked to a builder and he said necks 
his answer to that question was necks. You know, necks are his favorite and his least favorite part of the the process. You know, building a neck. And, and what, yeah, if you were going to look at one thing that's probably you know, I, I love it when one you know gets done and sanded and it's perfect. But I'm not the hugest fan of getting it to that point. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, they, that, that, that's not bad. But yeah, you know, like I said, the the, the menial task of getting down and you know uh, attaching some 22 gauge wires to an extremely small you know. A uh, little pin on a, on a, yeah, it's just, I'm like, come on, I, you know, let's just <laughs> get like some one out wire or something in here, a really substantial that a fella can get a handle on. <laughs> That's great. Well, as you've been doing this for a while now and kind of have found your groove, what do you kind of stand out as maybe a few elements that really um, make up a great guitar? Of what, I guess, you know, what, I think- what are your things that have to be perfect? You know, I, I think when, you know, the, one of the differences in, in uh, you know, a, a really well-made guitar and, and maybe something that was, uh, you know, with the intention of being a lower-priced instrument um, is, you know, fit and finish and overall, you know, paint quality, uh, you know, fret dressing, all of those things culminate to make, you know, just a, a really great instrument. I mean, everything from, you know, w- you know, we hand cut the nut, you know, string spacing, everything like that, where... Um, you know, as Mike likes to, uh, my, my, my lead builder likes to put, he goes, you know, we, we sprinkle a little fairy dust on it and, and then we use the force and those two things combined make for a great guitar. So I don't know that there's any science in that, but, but it really, it really works. And, um, you know, a lot of times where, uh, you know, I feel we're, we're doing something that is really special is when I take a guitar uh, of ours and, and nobody's ever played it. You know, they don't have any preconceived notions and they just put it in their hands. Sometimes they don't even know who I am, you know, that, oh, this is, you know, your company, whatever. So they, they don't have like, a, oh, like I have to like this guitar because the dude that made it is standing right in front of me. Um, <clears throat> and you get that, you know, that you can kind of see it light, light up in their eyes like, man, yeah, this is, you know, that's when you really feel like you're doing something right. Cool. So you're, it's kind of like, you know, for us when we make pickups or, or, something like that. And we see someone that makes an album cause they were inspired by the sound of the pickups. You know, it's just like, wow, that's, you know, that's beyond just making a product. You know, it's cool that we're, you know, involved in something in the music industry and that it, you know, see people on stage, <laughs> you know, you're in your shop slaving away, making these guitars, but then you see people on stage and it kind of like revitalizes you, you know, as a builder, kind of like, Man, it's absolutely, yeah, that, I would agree. That's absolutely the most rewarding thing when, when you, Somebody, you know, some random text from, from a customer, an email from, you know, we, we just had this the other day. Uh, as a matter of fact, we have a, a model called the Crazy Diamond, which is, uh, you know, kind of loosely based on a 54S. And, uh, you know, it's Ash Body, Alnico 3 pickups, kind of like a prototype. Uh, just a super, super killer sounding guitar. <clears throat> and uh, clear cut, you know, we're in San Diego. So there's, uh, I get this email from this fellow and he's like, hey, you know, I just wanted to, you know, t- blah, blah, blah. Yeah, uh, kind of gives himself an introduction. He's in North Carolina, and um, and he says, "Man, I just want, I just got to tell you, this is the, the greatest sounding guitar." You know, so I'm midday, you know, toiling away, and you know, I, I hear the thing, and you know, we've got all the modern, uh, you know, notifications, and I pull the email up, and like, yeah, that just made my day. You know, yeah. is when when somebody takes time out to, you know, actually give you a, you know, a pat on the back. You know, because so often in, in, in today's society, it's so much easier, especially with all the electronic devices, to just, you know, rip somebody for their, um, you know, what, whatever inadequacies. But, you know, it's, it's always nice when somebody takes a little bit of time to acknowledge, you, you know, your hard work and, and that what you're doing is, is, is pretty cool. So definitely. Yeah, yeah, I like that as well. That's great. Yeah. And I know that, you know, for 
For you as a guitar company, kind of curious your your experience with uh, doing the NAMM show and kind of having stuff there. And, you know, how, how do you feel like the NAMM show is, has progressed, you know, from earlier on to now? Is it, Do you feel like it's like a, a huge heavy hitter kind of thing for you or kind of where do you stand? On you know, that? I, I, you know, this was our first year doing it. You know, I've been there several years and, and, and you know, walking in there, it's just, you know, my, my first, I still remember my first time. I'm just like, <laughs> Oh my, I mean, it just literally jaw to the floor kind of, you know, what an impressive, you know, show. And, um, you know, it was the first time I went, so I, you know, I live in San Diego and the show is in Anaheim it takes whatever an hour to get there. So I told my wife, I said, yeah, I'm just going to run up there and, you know, check it out. And I'm thinking, I, you know, I guess I didn't, uh, I didn't mentally prepare myself for how large the actual physical, you know, presence of the show was. Uh, so I did my best. We had people in town. She's like, well, you know, we've got dinner plans and blah, 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 and all these <laughs> other things. So I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to run up and I'll be right back. So I literally sprinted it my first year several years ago, <laughs> and I and I came on and this was all I could talk about. So uh, this year we made you know the the company decision. You know it's it's a it's a capital investment. It's it's by no means inexpensive to get there, and you know even though uh, you know logistically we're fairly close. Um, so we had a really really good response. You know we we had a, a a targeted thing that we were looking to introduce, and it was our our evolution series guitars. And, um, you know, we, we met really, really great response. We had, um, you know, as, as any, I guess, relative newcomer in this business knows, and, and I've been told by a, a bunch of folks, I'm, Ryan, I'm sure you probably heard the same thing. Well, nobody's going to take you serious until you've been around a while, you know, give it five, six years, you know, meanwhile, you're over here, you know, you know, eating chicken broth and saltines, yeah. <laughs> trying to sustain life, you know, waiting, waiting for the phone to ring or, or you know, the, the computer to ding so you can, you know, have your next sale so you can get a, maybe have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with your wife on Friday night. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. They're celebrating. <laughs> yeah. It's, but no, it, it's, um, you know, as far as the NAMM show goes, I, I mean, it, it's tremendous what they do. Uh, and, and it's fantastic that they're, you know, as an organization, um, you know, it gives all of us, uh, you know, kind of a centralized um, place to be, if you will. You know, um, it, it's almost getting to the point where it's so large, though, where, gosh, you know, um, we, we were really ta talking about trying to get to Nashville this year. And I just I'm still not sure if it's going to happen. Uh, we've kind of I guess we're probably about 50 50 right now, whether we're going to go. Um, it's less expensive to go there, but logistically more challenging because now we've got to ship everything you know, yeah. midway across the country. Sure. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of one of those things where we've talked about it before. We've, we've done some stuff with summer Nam. We've been to a lot of, you know, walked a bunch of shows and kind of had stuff in people's booths. And, you know, for us, right. it's like, do we, do we throw that much money at it? You know, knowing that, you know, 90% of our sales are, are online right now. And, you know, can we, can we come back with the five, six dealers that we need to cover the cost, you know, of, of actually going to the show, you know, so it's like this, you know, everything in small business is a risk, but it's like, yeah, absolutely. That feels like a, like a really exciting risk, but it's still a really large risk at the end of the day, you know, trying to figure out, you know, should we do this? It's, or not? Yeah. It's, it's just, so it, it depends on where you want to categorize the money for me. And this is the way I justified it because, you know, I, I certainly had some goals that, that I wanted, uh, you know, walking away from, you know, our first show and one of the best ways that we found to do it is, is we were, uh, we partnered up with Kevin Henretta from Henretta engineering and Bruce Clement, uh, from BC audio. So we had pedals 
amplifiers and guitars in one booth. So it was, it was really cool. None of us were stepping on each other. You know, we weren't, you know, fighting for the same customer kind of thing. Um, but you know, we were all familiar, familiar enough with each other's stuff to be able to, you know, if somebody was there, you know, we, we could answer a question. So that kind of relieved a, a couple of things, uh, certainly a little bit of the financial burden, um, you know, from getting there, uh, you know, from just a straight expense point, but then, you know, being, you know, basically enslaved in, in the booth, um, as, as the product, uh, specialist for, you know, whatever it was, uh, you know, hours, you know? <laughs> So, so that worked out pretty well, um, you know, and that's kind of like what we're looking to do for Summer Nam. But the, you know, for me, it was like, okay, am I looking at this as a capital investment? So I, I need to see a return on that investment, or am I looking at this as advertising dollars, where where my return may be amortized over the course of several years? Yeah, that's great. That's a great perspective. It's kind of, it's interesting, you know, talking to people who have done the show and who haven't, and kind of just you know, getting a feel for that. Cause you know, you got to pull the trigger at, at some point uh, we'll be at summer Nam and probably not having a booth, but we'll be wandering around. So if you're there, we'd love to love to catch up at summer Nam for sure. I do have one kind of final question for you. Um, it kind of centers around the artist relationship, uh, stuff. If, if you got a, got a philosophy on that, cause we've kind of, you know, again, ask a bunch of different, uh, companies kind of, where they stand on artists, you know, where, how, what's their philosophy in dealing with artists? How do you qualify an artist? Um, you know, what, you know, everyone wants free gear, you know, how do you manage, you know, what an artist is to represent your brand? One of the, um, most valuable pieces of advice that I got from a good friend of mine is this, if an artist calls you and wants something free is asking for something free, turn and run away. If, there's, you know, for the way that, that we like to do it, and it's kind of our, our philosophy <clears throat> on pretty much everything we do. You know, I'm looking to forge a relationship, a long-term relationship with an artist or potential artist. And certainly if, if they're not realizing that we offer a commodity and I'm not as a company, uh, whether it's me or one of our other folks that are talking as, a, as an artist relations person, as we all wear so many hats, um, that we, that we both have a commodity that we bring to the table business wise, then, then we're probably not even getting started on the right foot. So, you know, for me, I try to understand that, you know, an artist, you know, certainly has a value to my business, um, in that sense. And then in the same way, you know, that's reciprocal on the other end, right? Uh, I'm going to do my part to, to help any promotions, uh, you know, if they've got a new release coming out or, you know, uh, link into a YouTube channel, whatever it may be. Um, you know, if, if I've got the people who, you know, are, are iconic fans and whatever that prospective artist is, you know, their fans, are, you know, obviously we're better with with all of those folks together. So that's kind of how we we uh, go about, you know, the artist relations, artist endorsement thing where I look to forge the relationship. First, and, and then we we learn we learn together through a, a lot of discussion many times. You know how our two commodities can benefit each other. Absolutely, that's a really good and, perspective. And that's really well. You know, one of the things that 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 I see, and um, I, I think everybody, you know, who who does, you know, especially in this day and age of uh, you know information gathering. I mean, you know, we, Google is an adjective. Every you know, just Google it. You know, Google it. Whatever, right? So if if somebody's interested in something that I've got or you've got, or anybody else, they're going to go and do at least, you know, a, uh, a minimal amount of research. So the content that we're putting out, 
uh, I'd like to think we're, we're, you know, maybe not as much as I'd like, but it is quality, right? Where, where the people that are actually repping and or doing whatever kind of video or, you know, Instagram post or, you know, Facebook, whatever, um, it, it, it's coming across as legit because they're, they're speaking from a place of, Hey, you know, I didn't just, you know, somebody didn't just send me this stuff. You know, I, you know, I'm a player. Um, you know, I, I have a relationship with Kevin and the company and the people there. And, you know, and so it makes it seem a little bit more uh, genuine and less contrived. And, and, and that's a really important thing for me because I think people can discern the difference between a, a paid advertisement, if you will, and, and an endorsement. Right. So if you look at the meaning of the word endorsement, it's like, hey, I, I really dig this product, whatever it may be in, in whatever industry. Right. Um, and, you know, a, a product placement ad where, you know, uh, some famous dude uh, standing with some piece of gear, you know, we, we all see that, you know, we've been programmed to see that in magazines and <laughs> everything for you know pretty much our whole life. <clears throat> and, yeah. and we kind of take this whole grassroots philosophy that, hey, you know what, if somebody's standing there and they're and they're and they're literally speaking from the heart and you're like, hey, I play this guitar because like what you talked about earlier, Brian, right? it inspires me to do things that I've never done before. Or, you know, I pick this guitar up and, and it just makes me want to do things that, you know, and there are guitars that, you know, that we've made and that I think we've all played, you know, that I, I pick it up and I'm like, who the hell is this guy playing? Like, I don't play this well, you know, <laughs> this, this, this guitar is doing something to me, you know, that is allowing me to, to be more expressive, more creative, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, as we're kind of, you know, wrapping up a little bit, I know you said that you had a few things that you kind of wanted to talk about, maybe some releases or other things coming up for you. Is there anything that you can uh, give to us without giving away too much, I guess, or anything that you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, you know, every, everything's toxic. No, you know, we're, we're, we're gonna, um, we've got uh, a new model line in the works. Uh, actually, two of them, uh, one, one will slot in. Uh, with some of the existing stuff that we're doing. And then one um, uh, that we're really excited about and, and uh, just finishing up some prototyping, uh, actually just uh, just cut the first uh, prototype body the other day. Uh, we're making a few refinements. Super, super excited. Um, we're going, it'll be, so, you know, we've got the vintage line and we've got the evolution line and we'll be introducing, hoping to have uh, prototypes, you know, probably third quarter ready for, uh, production, um, you know, around NAM time, get out, getting out to dealers. Uh, and that'll be the infinity line. And, and we're looking at, so it's, uh, a more aggressive guitar. Um, you know, I guess one would say more for a more aggressive style of playing, um, six and seven string models, uh, you know, big flat radius, you know, all those kind of cool things. And, um, pretty excited about those and the uh the couple of guys that that we have as artists um that i've showed some sneak peek stuff to uh the initial response has, has been really really positive and and we've taken some of the feedback from some of our artists is one of the one of the things about you know having a relationship with the artist is you know i, I can text a guy a picture and be like hey what do you think of this and and i'm he knows i'm looking for constructive criticism on the backside, right yeah I'm like oh hey that's cool you know, no, I mean, if, if you're not digging it, then, you know, you got to tell me, you know, because we're really doing, you know, utilizing, you know, those relationships as, as kind of a, uh, an assistant, if you will, in, in some product development stuff. Absolutely. Well, that's awesome. So kind of be looking for it maybe in the late summer, early fall range. Yeah, well, probably, uh, probably, uh, probably tease it out there in the fall um, as far as, um, uh, you know, because here we are, gosh, you know, we're knocking on the end of May already. I know. Um, 
<clears throat> and I'm just like, holy cow, I was actually hoping to, uh, to have the prototype ready to go to, uh, to Nashville. Um, but that's just, you know, now I'm, now I'm just, uh, getting into wishful thinking, but, uh, yeah, so probably looking, uh, you know, third quarter sometime is, is probably get some teasers out, maybe start yeah. getting it around a couple of demo videos and then, you know, ready for full production, probably, like I say, around the first of the year. So we're probably looking for a NAM 18, uh, launch with the, with the whole infinity, uh, six string and seven string model. That's awesome. That'll be really fun to uh, see kind of where you go with that. I'm excited for it. That's an interesting well, side. It's a great side to get into as well. I feel like there's not, you know, as many guys that are trying to conquer the heavier realm. <laughs> you know what? We're looking to be, you know, and this has kind of always been, you know, obviously, uh, you know, you can't do it all, uh, you know, right at the beginning. So, you know, we're, we're looking yeah. to cover cover you know the guys who are more into the the vintage pieces right or the you know that style if sure. you will you know and then with, you know with the evolution uh series we're we're covering off on a lot of that so you can you can pull off a little bit of the you know the vintagey stuff and you can get a little bit of the modern stuff um you know with with like a, you know on those we're running as, as a standard 10 to 14 compound radius and you know a little bit bigger frets and what have you but then you know like with uh, with these we're going to do a flat 16 uh, inch radius and we're doing a, uh, as, as a compound, we're doing a 12 to 16 radius on, on all these sixes and sevens. Nice. So, you know, definitely, uh, you know, uh, you know, more of a shredder style guitar, you know, something, uh, you know, that you, uh, might see, I'm going to hesitate to throw any names out there. I'll just, let's see who plays them. <laughs> no, yeah, there we go. That's awesome. Well, um, as wrapping up kind of, do you want to give a social media shout out? Where can people find, you know, pictures or posts from you, uh, your website, all that sort of stuff. How can people get a hold of you? Right on. Well, uh, on, on the big worldwide web, we're at iconicguitars.com. Uh, and then, um, on Instagram, we're iconic guitar, just one. Uh, the, the guy who has iconic guitars, I won't answer me back. So we've been trying to get it for years and uh, <laughs> it's just kind of sitting there. And, and ever since the merger, um, I, I guess it's nearly impossible to, uh, to get, um, you know, the Instagram folks to relinquish a name that's been inactive. But anyway, we're at, uh, at iconic guitar, uh, and, uh, Twitter at iconic guitars and what other, uh, Oh, Facebook is, uh, iconic guitars as well. So, Check us out. We've, uh, you know, always putting up, you know, new stuff. We, we you know, we just started a uh, iconic players group uh, as well. Uh, iconic guitar, the players group is what you'll find it on Facebook as. And we've got uh, guys that are posting up videos and kind of like the same thing, like what you might see on uh, uh, Instagram or whatever, um, where, you know, somebody just puts a little tone demo up or something like that. So it's kind of cool because it's um it's a little bit more personal, less uh, businessy as well, almost like a, a forum kind of thing that we just got started. Seems like it's going to go pretty cool. Folks are pretty excited about it. Very cool. Thanks so much, Kevin, for being on the show. We're happy to have you and learn a little bit more about uh, about your company. And so definitely check out those web links. We'll put a few of those links as well on our uh, podcast extra page, which will be under the community tab. And And again, thanks so much, Kevin, and appreciate having you on the show. Ryan, Derek, thanks for having me, guys. It was, it was a pleasure. Well, as always, thank you so much for listening. We had a great time catching up with Kevin from Iconic. Um, stay tuned for next week. We're going to be kind of having a uh, catch-all week. We're going to be talking humbuckers, kind of talking about our different models, pros and cons to humbuckers in general, as well as why we 
you know, have as many models as we do and what kind of the differences are and how that can help you sculpt your tone a little better. We're also going to be just doing a couple of FAQs and that kind of stuff, just checking out some frequently asked questions. If you do have any questions, please feel free to get to any of our social media sites, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or whatever, um, online at the tone community at porterpickups.com. Get there and uh, go ahead and share your questions and we'll try to get them on the show. So until then, have a good week.